Welcome back to Raw Nomadic Lens. I'm your host, Sherry Michelle. Let's go. I'm in Waikiki. Yay! It's been almost a year since I was here, and I gotta tell you, I feel like I'm in love when I'm in Hawaii. That, like, giddy, kind of like, I think I might cry. (laughs) Weird state. Pretty much all the time. Yeah. I've been meditating in the ocean. Uh, I love to float and meditate in the ocean. It's like my favorite thing. Um, It kind of resets, reboots. And uh, yesterday, I have to start with this because yesterday, that was just so magical. So I was on hold with Southwest Airlines in my room at the hostel, Polynesian uh, Beach Club Hostel, same one as last year. Highly recommended, super clean, super friendly. Everybody helps each other out. The vibe here is so good. These people are so kind and very spiritual staff this year. So that's pretty exciting. And I just met the manager, more on that later, but she's really, you can just feel she's very grounded, very sane, love that. So yesterday I'm on the phone waiting, waiting, waiting for Southwest Airlines to pick up. And um, who uh, should say, you know, it's time to hit the beach, but this young girl who I had never spoken to before, she's like out of the blue, she's never spoken to me before. She's like, it's time to hit the beach, it's time. And she's got all her, you know, her gear on, her sunglasses, her cute little outfit and stuff. And I'm like, all right, yeah, she's right. Cause it was four o'clock and that's what time I've been going every day. I figured out I can go to the beach every day. Um, my mother had red hair, so I have super fair skin and I burn in about 15 minutes. But if I put on my sunscreen, and actually I didn't, I forgot it yesterday, but if I go to the beach around four o'clock, I have like two solid hours to float and meditate and goof around in the water, um, looking for <laughs> Odin stones and things like that in the water, uh, until sunset. And then I get to be there for sunset and it's perfect and I can work all day or whatever I need to do. So I'm out there in the water. She gets me out there at the right time, the right time to run into a little seahorse. I got to hold a living, breathing seahorse in my hand. I spent like a good 15 minutes with this little guy. I knew he wasn't doing well. He, I, he'd been floating when I happened upon him and I wanted to help him. I was trying to talk to him, but you know how I get. <laughs> I still don't have great face-to-face animal communication because I get so dang excited. Shocking, I know. But, uh, I just kept, you know, trying to help him and I knew I should probably get him over the breaker wall, but I didn't want to throw him. And I just went round and round and would let him go and then catch him again. Like not even catch him. He was just like, just there. He was so easy to be with. And he could swim a little still and his little mane would turn into a, a, a fin. He was just to see his little eyes open and close and his little tail would curl up and then unfurl. It was like I was holding like a baby unicorn. It was like some mythical creature in my hand. It was just unbelievable. Uh, but I realized I needed to just let him go. And it was so hard just to let him go. That, you know, just let him continue on his journey. He was doing fine without me interfering. Um, you know, probably close to transitioning. and. I did show this little uh, young Asian couple on a raft. I was like, look, it's a seahorse. And I said, I have to make peace with the fact that I can't take his picture. So then I spent a little 
little more time with him. And then as I was letting him go, I remembered to ask him, is there something you want to teach me? Like in one last ditch effort to try to communicate with him. And I heard, <laughs> stop trying to control everything. <laughs> and it reminded me so much of what the shark said, my first animal communication a year ago after I took Nikki Vasconos's class here at this same hostel. Um, I was doing the shark cage experience and was you know, over the moon, excited and seasick. And uh, what I got from the sharks was just be. I'll never forget it. Like these are such oof, magical experiences. I know I use this word way too much now, but I'm telling you, life is magical. The universe is magical. Uh, well, I've also been raw for nine days, so <laughs> that definitely adds to the magic. Oh gosh, I'm working on a new book. It's called Dead Cats Don't Poop in Litter Boxes. My first year as an animal communicator. Um, I know it's a crazy title, but it's part of the verification process when I'm determining, when I'm searching for missing animals and lost animals, which has turned out to be my specialty. Um, did you eat today? Did you drink water today? Did you pee today in a litter box? If it's a cat, you know, I mean, did you poop today in a litter box? Or did you poop outside? Did you pee outside? I mean, these are not things that animals and spirit do. So that is part of the process. And the new book is really going great. I just finished the first chapter and it's really fun to write. And I was getting worried because I'm out here. I came here on a wing and a prayer, burned my boats. I don't have shipped and DoorDash to fall back on now. And I was starting to get pretty stressed by yesterday because um, work was not flowing in. But I've learned that, <laughs> it's just hard to remember it in the moment, that when work stops flowing in, when I don't have any sessions to do or any animals to find um, and guide home, the that means that something else is, I'm supposed to be working on something else. And it was the book. And now everything's great. Um, when I finished writing the first chapter, I found out that, that they had a position here for me. And so I can stay all the way through March. Um, and I'll just be cleaning, which is great. Just some Zen stuff to do while I am listening to my AirPods and I have a free place to stay. Everything always works out for me. I know there's this whole lucky girl thing on, on TikTok, but that's everybody. That's all of us. Everything always works out if you believe it does. I, I know that sounds like the airiest, fairiest thing in the world, right? But it's true. I mean, let's see, six months now, I've traveled by myself on the road, like three months, and then three months, and then now, and and it's going to be, uh, you know, all through up till September. It always works out. No matter how bad the circumstances seem, it freaking works out. I'm telling you. You just, like, I have my faith tested all the time, and I'm learning to surrender. I really am, and it's pretty darn exciting. So very excited about the new book. I want it to be very short, and very short chapters. The first chapter is five pages. I want to keep them down to that so that it's really easy to pick up and put down and and a one-day read. And if I have to break it up into a series, I will. Um, but... I also want to get it on audiobook as soon as it's finished. So I want it to be super easy to consume. And I just want to be like totally transparent about what my first year has been like. 
I'm doing animal communication because <laughs> it's been an adventure. I mean, high highs, low lows. Sorry I haven't podcasted for so long, but Christmas was really a lot of ups and downs. Um, three animals. I was not able to get home. Um, they transitioned, and that was really hard. But I understood, they made it clear, like, what their reasons were and the lessons that they were teaching. But I still, my heart ached for for their humans. And also, all three of those animals I had been working with for a month, which is not the way most animal communicators do it, but I feel like it was kind of my boot camp for finding missing animals. And so I was in communication with all three of them for almost every day for a month or over a month, actually five weeks for one of them. And I just learned so much. And um, I had uh, two other animals come home safely. One of them, a husky, had puppies on her big adventure while she was missing. Um, They didn't even know she was pregnant. That was super cool. Her name's Mira. She's in Saudi Arabia in Mecca. Um, And her human, you you bond with these people, too. They're so beautiful. I've really um, come to enjoy that so much. And they just, they become good friends, you know? You go through so much together. The three of you are a team too, you know, for for quite a period. So um, that has been amazing. And oh, on Christmas day, I said, you know what? I work every day. I am not gonna work on Christmas Eve or Christmas day. Of course I worked on both. <laughs> but when you get a, you know, a message saying like, look, help, we're desperate. She's been missing for three days. Um, she's just a puppy. We don't know what to do. You, you know, you get to work. And this dog, Daisy, had been missing for three days. And she was such a good listener. I got her home in 10 minutes. Like, I'll never top that record, I don't think. I'll enjoy trying, that's for sure. But it was such a high high after losing three babies. Um, who transitioned and, you know, just really unfortunate circumstances and in um, and, and different ways, but all in cold weather, actually. They were all in cold weather, but it wasn't the weather that got them. Um, but I'm not going to dwell on that. Like I said, they had their reasons and, and they make sense to me. And the lessons do as well. Um, yeah, so I'm having great success with um, finding missing animals, and it's highly rewarding, and just really happy. Oh gosh, you guys, I know this is a short podcast, um, but I just want to end with a super high, happy story about when I arrived in Waikiki. Um, I stayed raw on the plane. You know, uh, first of all, I ate complete. A junk all through from my drive back to Iowa from Taos, New Mexico, uh, or actually from Santa Fe, um, to Iowa to have Thanksgiving with my family. <laughs> I gotta say, I was forced to take a rest. I, maybe I told you guys about this, but on Thanksgiving Day, I was actually at a rest stop for like 24 hours. A little less than that, I guess. But um, it was the Thanksgiving that I needed. I needed to <laughs> rest stop. Keywords being rest and stop. <laughs> because I wouldn't have. I just could not stop working. And I forced myself that day um, to only read. I could have done some work. But I literally had 40 cents in my bank account. 
And I knew it was going to work out, and I knew it was a test, and I knew I had to have faith, and I prayed, and I meditated, and the next day I had several hundred dollars in my account, a completely unexpected source, um, yeah, like an overpayment on a shipped, um, a bunch of ship deliveries, I guess, or they'd underpaid us. Something about the state of California, when you move state to state doing shipped, some states have to make adjustments for the wage. So. I had plenty of money to go home. And so um, my family was actually getting together for Thanksgiving on Saturday. And so in the US, we have Thanksgiving on Thursdays usually. So got home in time for my family's Thanksgiving. And you know, I've just, I've had a lot of ups and downs, but I just know it always works out. And so when I was coming here and I burned my boats, um, like the Spanish did when they go to the island to conquer, I I knew I had to make it work, and I did that, you know, obviously I did that on purpose, so I would be forced to figure it out. And really, if you want to grow the most, you've got to constantly seek discomfort, <laughs> put yourself in uncomfortable positions, and man, that was uncomfortable as the money dwindled quickly. And I came here with, last year I came here with like 50 bucks, was waiting for my tax return to come through, <laughs> and it did. This year I came here with, um, I think, $200, $250. And now I'm working at the hostel, like, as of just, like, 20 minutes ago. So, <laughs> and they can work around my animal sits that I have booked uh, on various islands. So, how beautiful is that? So, I'm on the bus from the airport. Last year I took Uber, and then I figured out buses. And uh, so, this year I took the bus from the airport. The 20 goes right right to the hostel just about. Goes right to the zoo, which is just across the street. And as I sat down, I'm only traveling with carry-ons, but I have a backpack and a little carry-on that'll fit under the seat. They both fit under any of the airline seats. And so I have these two carry-ons and I sit down and something flies over my head. Like I feel the flutter. I'm like, what's that bird? on the bus and uh, it lands to my left, just on the window, like right next to me. It's a big moth. And I'm like, oh my gosh, do you need help? Do you need help getting out? And he was like, uh, yeah, that would be great, you know? <laughs> and so I tried to tell him, like, uh, I did tell him, I have these bags, it's gonna be difficult because I'm thinking I'm gonna have to pick him up on my finger. What does he do? He climbs on my shoulder. I'm not kidding. Again, so freaking magical. So he climbs on my shoulder and he sits there for an hour until we get to my stop. Well, I got up too early because I was like so, you know, distracted by like, oh my gosh, the logistics of getting him off of there safely and getting my bags out and not holding anyone up. He stays on my shoulder for another 15 minutes. So I made like a series of TikToks as this was happening and just communicating with him. I'm like, oh wow, you know, we're communicating face to face. I'm doing it, you know? So <laughs> that was an incredible start to this adventure. And um, as I probably mentioned before, I'm gonna stay here until March. If all goes as planned, it should, knock on wood, it all works out. And then I'm off to France. I have a sit in the south of France right now, uh, end of March, then I go to Spain. Tenerife uh, Horse Rescue is expecting me to stay in their yurt for at least a night. I can't wait to see that place. And 
then I'm going to Rabat, Morocco for two sits with the same family. So that's what I've got so far. And then I have sits for friends and family throughout the summer. Um, so it's just really exciting, fun stuff and a lot of work. I'm working on a lot of things. But I wanted to touch base with you guys. It really means a lot to me that all four of you are listening. <laughs> I appreciate it. You guys could have done a lot of things with this time, but you chose to be here with me. And I love you. Thank you. Carbidium.